0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. We are back with another edition of This Week in History. This is episode number 46, so we're getting closer to that week 52 where we're going to have to reformat to keep this going. And so we'll look forward to some of your feedback on what you would like to see us do uh, for episode 53 and beyond. We have some ideas going on, but this is episode number 46. We're going to look at the week of October 29th until November 4th. So there's a lot of uh, history going on. Our final um, Halloween Havoc after last week going through almost every Halloween Havoc will happen on today's thing. But thank you for joining us. Thursday at noon for our show, whether you're watching on Stitcher or listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from, watching on YouTube or Facebook. And we want to thank you for your support. You can always reach out to us, email us, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Easiest to do is go to our Facebook page and uh, contact us there. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, and also our website scumbagswrestling.ca so there are a lot of ways to get in touch with us let us know what you think about our future formatting Going to go probably more deeper dive into things probably than just constantly just running everything down Uh, maybe uh, long uh, form talking about events and also people's careers so we'll see what all goes on with that but we'll love your uh, input which will help us put together a show but the guy who's put together our show so far is over in Niagara Falls, and it's Jonesy. How are you, sir?
1: It's getting cold down here.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's a little chilly. Uh, today I was hearing on the news uh, some places like Barrie, Ontario, were getting uh, some snow. Uh, thankfully didn't stay around long, but it is getting down to those single-digit Temperature nights and even day uh, time temperatures, and uh, yeah, the calendar just keeps on flying by. And yep. nope, it's
1: it's time to hibernate more in uh, come winter.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, see what uh, c- how creative we can get. Also, if we're going to be stuck inside hibernating, uh, creativity uh, sometimes flows uh, really well. Uh, you took in an independent wrestling show. Uh, This past weekend, I'm going to be part of another indie show uh, in two weeks in Elmer with Hammerlock. But I just remind everybody to uh, support indie wrestling as well. If you get a chance, go out there and do it.
1: Yeah, it's good to get out. And uh, um, even if you don't go, I I bought two tickets. I only use the one, but uh, Mm -hmm. that's okay
0: because it uh, helps pay the wrestlers. Exactly, and uh, those guys sat around for a long while uh, not getting paid, or even able to perform, uh, for that matter, while some of the rest of the world was able to get by and work uh, if they could. Mm-hmm. But these guys with their passion, men and women with their passion, being uh, held back, it's nice to see all the independent wrestling that's going on, and we'll uh, run down a calendar of that later on this week uh, also. Uh, but a lot going on there was a whole bunch of events during halloween uh, weekend and great to see all that going on but we're here to talk about history and if you're ready to go so am i
1: i am all right we're going to start off with october 29th 36 years ago on mid-atlantic championship wrestling dusty Rhodes delivered what would be his most famous promo uh dusty would speak about hard times this promo was in response to the NWA world champion, Ric Flair, who took Duster Rhodes out of action. Rhodes would go on, of course, to win the NWA world title at Starrcade 85, only to have a decision overturned on a technicality a week later. Again, Dusty had to deal with hard times. Uh, th- that um, uh, uh, is a long speech he gives and uh Definitely one of the better speeches out there. Uh, up until his till his uh, last days of even being seen on TV, I remember not too long ago when he was there with the two Rhodes boys, the promo he gave the one night on the Raw, just an amazing promo guy.
0: Yeah, when they were going to go against the Shield and the family reunited, uh, there was also that great promo uh, with getting Dustin to – uh, take him on as a partner for war games when they yeah, before they found the uh, nasty boys and they roads their blood and happen to have bow down to Arne Anderson because Arne turned on him and all those stuff that was an amazing promo there uh, Dustin and uh, Cody have kept that up because uh, Cody did the same sort of uh, thing with being family when Cody needed Dustin to be a partner and a brother. Uh so they've taken a lot from their father and uh dined with kings and queens and had pork and beans and everything. The man who gets his watch and then kicked to the curb, those are hard times.
1: Baby definitely one of the um uh, one of the best, I'd say the top ten wrestlers, at least in our time that we got to see. Uh, 33 years ago in New Orleans, Louisiana, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane to win the NWA World
0: Tag Belts. Yeah, on their ro- road to getting the moniker of one of the greatest tag teams of all time as well. Like We talked, I think, last week with uh, the Dudley Boys getting so tag team titles. The Road Warriors paved the way for uh, teams mm-hmm. like the Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. And now this part, I
1: do have blacked out, but I want to ask you, does um, the WWE Network have shows like the Survivor Series Showdown was one of the things that happened 31 years ago? Um, And those shows are actually, I know some of them are on YouTube. They're actually pretty good, those uh, ones that they had promoting the next pay-per-view, which I don't remember us being able to see here in Canada.
0: No, those were mainly, I think, on the USA Network. Um, So uh, we didn't get that uh, availability here in Canada because TSN wasn't uh, broadcasting, and Roger Sportsnet didn't exist uh, at that point. But then, uh, yeah, those were mainly on USA Network. I do not think the uh, WD Network actually has any of those. They have the main shows like Raw, SmackDown, uh, Superstars, Challenge, and all those other ones and of course the pay-per-views but i don't think they have those uh specials i'd have to take a deep dive into the uh archives to see if those things sort of popped up probably uh do well to just put it in the search bar and see if it appears yeah
1: all right we're gonna go to a halloween havoc 26 years ago wcw presented halloween havoc 95 the show featured the in- in-room debut of the Giant and the Monster Truck uh, sumo match on top of Kobo Hall. Uh, Hulk Hogan, of course, would defeat the Giant in the Monster Truck uh, sumo match, which was on top of the Kobo Hall. Uh, post-match, the two would uh, come to blows, and Hogan knocked the Giant off the roof. And, of course, was this the end of the Giant? We wouldn't know until the pay-per-view started. Johnny B. Bad defeated Diamond Dallas Page to win the WCW World Television Championship. Sabu defeated Mr. JL, and uh, it was Sabu's only pay-per-view match in WCW. And, of course, the main event, um, hey, the Giants back, amazingly, eh? After falling off uh, Cobalt Hall, which they say is about a mile away from the river, and it's not But um, anyways, the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan by DQ to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, even though he fell from five stories only hours ago. And this was the night, of course, of one of my favorites, the Humping Yeti.
0: The Yeti! It's the Yeti, as Tony Schiavone would say. But yeah, it's kind of a little confusing. They started billing. Uh, the giant as being Andre's uh, son. Then he was part of the dungeon of doom and did this whole monster truck bullshit uh, tug of war type deal and back and forth with each other on that roof. And then all of a sudden Hogan knocks the giant off. um, As you said, five stories to his death. Why wasn't Hogan arrested? It was all on video. People saw like, there was no, no re, uh, repercussions. All of a sudden, he just comes down to the ring waiting to find out if Giant's still alive so I can defend my title. Now, mind you, I don't know if
1: people have uh, um, uh, kind of studied the footage and see exactly what side he supposedly fell off of because Cobo Hall is, of course, attached to the um, convention center down there. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he fell a whole five stories.
0: Well, same thing happened with Rey Mysterio and uh, Alistair Black. They were they fell off the roof of Titan Tower, only to go to a roof that was just one story sort of down uh, from the air conditioning uh, sort of uh, thing. So they didn't really go that far. But yeah, uh, and then of course the love between the Yeti and uh, or Yate and Giant with Hogan and the sandwich. It was definitely not PG. Yeah,
1: I don't, like, have Have they ever, like, interviewed Reese and go, okay, so what were you thinking? Like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, as you just pointed out, that was Bron Reese, uh, one of the former members of the flock, or became a member of Raven's flock, uh, that did that. So it would be interesting to see what they uh, actually wanted him to do or, you know, they just improv but Ron Reese needs to explain himself. Yes.
1: Uh, of course, was this the worst Halloween Havoc? Uh, in 2000, they had a first, bl- a first blood DNA match between Buff Bagwell and David Flair. And this was to find out who was the father of Stacy Keebler's unborn child, though the results were never revealed, probably because they decided to not continue with that storyline. And of course, there was the Halloween Havoc that had Warrior against... Um, uh, Hogan, uh, ha- Halloween Havoc. I've, I'm trying to think where I read that, or if I heard that, that, um, Bischoff said that that was kind of like their WrestleMania.
0: And- yeah. That's what I mentioned last week to you, uh, was the fact that Bischoff and,
1: uh, uh, I disagree.
0: Always <laughs> uh talk about Halloween Havoc and Connor thought that, uh, Starcade was basically WrestleMania, but, uh, was like, nope, Halloween Havoc was our event and wanted well, to put it up with the prestige of WrestleMania for WCW, but they, on paper, had great uh, main event uh, looking cards. It was the execution of them that was their problem, and Bischoff has admitted that their weak points were always their finishes. Yep,
1: that's for sure. All right, we're done that day. We're moving on to October 30th. Uh, 31 years ago, WWF taped the main event for, uh, in a dark match, The Rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, defeated the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, 2-1 in a best-of-three falls match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. But of course, at the time of the taping, Jim Neidhart was about to depart the WWF, so this match was a two out of three falls uh, and for the WWF tag belts. During the second fall of the match, the ring ropes broke and the match continued with the Rockers winning the WWF tag belts for the first time. Uh, of course, that was only a fairy tale for the Rockers fans as the WWF officials decided the match didn't meet television quality and the decision was reversed and the belt change would not be recognized by the WWF. As a fan, if you were at, say, that type of match, would you kind of be mad? You find out, oh, they don't get to keep it. So I've seen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it was never really officially mentioned. So uh, if you're there, you're expecting, okay, this is going to be shown on a Saturday night, and it doesn't uh, come up. And then you're like, why are they not champions? It only takes all these years later with the story coming out and uh, people talking about it, knowing that, oh, this is why they decided not to show it because Vince didn't like the look of it.
1: Yeah, and that's too bad. It's one of those things where if it's being taped, like, I don't understand why they didn't fix the ring ropes.
0: Well, I did read something about it when I was looking for that picture, and I guess Sean and Brett were trying to tell the ref, just fix the ropes, and they were trying to instruct them on how to do it, figuring that in editing they'd be taken care of and people wouldn't have known any different, at least uh, the ones at home. But for whatever reason, the referee couldn't figure out how to put the rope back together, and they just said, F it, and continued the match and did what they were asked to do. But then, because of the visual, they got rescinded. Had they put the rope back in, maybe the record books would have shown the Rockers as a tag team uh, championship uh, holders. But you had guys that were labeled from the time they came as tag team specialists without a tag team title to their name and took uh, marty teaming up with one two three kid and sean with diesel to get them a tag team title yeah it's one of
1: those things where some good teams wrestlers just never get the the belt that they say they're good at um and of course and all that they might have kept the belt even with the botch if Neidhart didn't sign with the company shortly after the match. Yeah. Re- resigned, so. All right, we're going to move to SmackDown, I believe. 20 years ago, at a SmackDown, Christian uh, defeated Bradshaw to win the WWF European Championship. Another belt changed hands on that show, as Booker T and Tess defeated The Rock and Chris Jericho to win the WWF tag belts. Moving on to ECW, 14 years ago, uh, they did a taping in Uniondale, New York. Mark Henry defeated Big Daddy V. Kane in the Great Cali in a monster match Battle Royal, which was one of the worst matches of 2007. Um, Yeah, watch that match. It's a a great, terrible match.
0: Yeah, well, when you put that much beef in there, there's not much except, and with it being Battle Royal rules. It's just mostly punch, punch, kick, stomp, and push. Push.
1: Uh, It's a happy 48th birthday to Adam Joseph Copeland, a.k.a. Edge. Uh, Copeland is currently with former WWE wrestler Elizabeth uh, Kosinski. Uh, who wrestled for the company as Beth Phoenix from 2005
0: to 2012, and the
1: couple have two daughters.
0: Now, this is one thing that I'd want to look back on and probably even have to contact somebody like Ron Hutchinson, but both of them, including, uh, should I also include uh, Christian Cage, uh, all three of them were at one point part of Apocalypse Wrestling Federation here in, uh, Ontario and the Toronto area with and learned from Ron Hutchinson and, and Sweet Daddy Seeky and all them. Uh, so I'm not sure if they were together at the same time. Obviously, not as a couple because uh, Ven- uh, Edge was hooked up with Val Venus's sister at one point. But if they'd crossed paths in Apocalypse, would have been interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Moving on to October 31st. 42 years ago in Negi, Nego, ne, oh man, Japan, uh, Giant Baba defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 36 years ago, WWF tapes the third edition of Saturday Night's main event. Uh, the show, airing just three days later, featured the premiere of The Land of a Thousand Dances, a music video from the wrestling album, plus a Halloween party. And did you know Meatloaf was actually on the drums in the
0: video? Yeah, well, as you see on your screen, there's the album cover. There's the inside of it. There's Meatloaf. And, of course, uh, up in the upper left-hand corner is what the uh, record sleeve was for the single for Land of a Thousand Dances. And part of the fact that we're going to be doing some uh, revamping of our show, as I mentioned at the start... I've got some of my memorabilia back, so I'm going to uh, up my screen, and Chris will still be there, but there is the wrestling album, my version of it, all intact. Yeah, it looks in uh, good shape. Uh, it could be in better shape. Any? Be uh, well, look, it looks,
1: in, it looks in good shape on video. Yeah.
0: It has a couple bends to it, but yeah, you got uh, everybody that's there. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful and George, and of course, the US Express, which is uh, Rotunda and uh, Wyndham. And they were uh, the guys who had real American before paul Hogan did. So, a lot of different uh, things going on. Captain Lou Albano's History of Music. Terra Mia by uh, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy, uh, which is Hillbilly Jim. Hulk, Hulk Hogan's theme, which was just more instrumental than anything else. Real American, which was for, as I said, uh, for US Express. Tutti Fruity by Gene Orklin, Land of a Thousand Dances with everybody. Grab Them Cakes, JYD. For everybody, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and of course, rounding it out on side two, Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield, by the mouth of the soul, Jimmy Hart. So we'll be showing things like this. Uh, I have many years of WD Magazine uh, that we are going to end up uh, diving into uh, and seeing what was going on during that time. But Now, you mentioned Hulk Hogan's original theme.
1: Now, what I didn't know about that song is actually that song was written by Jim Steinman.
0: Yeah, he was part of uh, that, and uh, also. And then uh, years
1: later, um, I can't remember her name right now. Recorded the song, and it has lyrics. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. I read that, and I like immediately went to uh, uh, Alexa. And oh, see, she's <laughs> she heard me still. Uh, and uh, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that Jim Steinman uh, wrote that song
0: and that's how Meat Love was there. And then uh, it was produced by uh, Rick Derringer, and that's how Rick Derringer got part of, uh, obviously, Real American. And he returned also for uh, the Driver album.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the... Third, their early album stuff, uh, there was some bad stuff on it, but it was still t- done ton-in-cheek. And uh, uh, I don't know, there's some of... Uh, they're goofy, but they're fun. Uh, and also on, uh, on that Saturday night's main event, uh, actually, no, wait, I'm moving too far. Oh, there I am. Okay. So we're on the next one, which is 31 years ago. Uh, WWF taped the 24th episode of Saturday night's main event. The show airing November 25th was the end of an era. It was the final match ever for Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard as a tag team, uh, And I'm guessing that's just WWF, or they never tagged
0: again together? They never tagged again uh, together because by um, Tully Blanchard failed a drug test and everything. And they were getting ready to leave, I think, to go back to uh, the NWA anyways. Uh, But because of that failed drug test, uh, NWA didn't pick up Tully and Arn returned. And he was part of the Four Horsemen, and the history of the Horsemen never saw Telly Blanchard return. Uh, Telly uh, did other organizations, uh, including, I think, the UWF was, he, he was part of, and some uh, uh, Houston Wrestling and stuff like that, but never returned to the uh, NWA or WCW. So the next time that these guys were together was either at different conventions or as they are currently now, as managers In the uh, AEW. And also on that card, the genius
1: defeated the WWF champion Hulk Hogan by count out. Post-match, Mr. Perfect, of course, smashed the WWF title belt with a hammer. 21 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Rochester, New York. Ivory defeated Lita, Jacqueline, and Trish Stratus in the four-corners match to win the WWF Women's Championship for the third time. Ivory would hold the title until WrestleMania 7 uh, when she would drop it, drop it to China.
0: Yeah, it's a time when Ivory was part of the right to censor and uh, definitely looking like a schoolmarm, not uh, your glow uh, wrestler. she was actually one of the original ladies of glow yes yes she was
1: and 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 and, uh is that tape is it did you find come across that tape in your collection the one glow tape no no that didn't make it wow uh 16 years ago jay uh, russo is it riso or russo resso oh resso see there aka Christian, uh, leaves WWE after seven years with the company. Uh, he would return to WWE in 2009 as part of the ECW brand. All four of Christian's world titles to ECW and two World Heavyweight uh, belts would come in a second run as well as an Intercontinental Championship in 2012.
0: Yeah, and then he ended up having to take seven years off uh, due to his back injuries. Um, I actually just recently saw him on an old episode of uh, Murdoch Mysteries in season 11 uh, playing, he was playing a boxer. And of course uh, people were surprised at this year's Royal Rumble when he returned to action and you got that big hug between him and edge. And so he worked that main event in WWE. He worked then a, uh, went over to AEW and worked a main event uh, to get the world title or sorry, um, Well, he worked a main event in AEW, but got the uh, Impact title off of uh, Kenny Omega and then just worked a world title match and main event for Impact Wrestling, dropping the belt to Josh Alexander. So for a guy who had seven years off, 2021 has been amazing where he's headlined three pay-per-views in three different companies.
1: And this could be, his, you know, his last run. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if he shows up in the next Royal, either this year's Royal Rumble or perhaps shortly after. Um, yeah, he's
0: contracted to uh, AEW right now.
1: Don't don't break holes in what I think might happen. How dare you? Okay, we're going to move on to a fantastic movie. Uh, Nine years ago, Brooke Hogan's movie, Sand Sharks, preview was released. Uh, Spring Breakers have gathered for the annual Sandman Festival. Organizer Jimmy Green smells money. Unfortunately, a species of prehistoric sand tigers uh, smells blood. Deputy Sheriff Sandy Powers, played by the beautiful, but disturbing that, uh, her father is Hulk Hogan. So I don't, I, you know, even if you had a chance with this woman be like, Oh man, I'm, I'm dead in the water. Uh, she wants to, um, be, uh, wants to close the beach when revelers fall victim to a shark that can swim through sand like water. Um, uh, this sounds a lot like pr- the first piranha movie. So, um, I wonder if they, uh, Basically, just copied that movie and uh, replaced
0: it with sand Tigers. And then we got blust with Sharknado movies afterwards. But was that after? Was this before Sand Sharks was before uh, Sharknado. Sharknado? I think so because this yeah yeah nine years ago was that. I don't think Sharknado has been nine years, but mm. it's been close. Maybe it's around the
1: same time. You know, one studio smelt what the other studio was doing, and that happens a lot. November 1st, 72 years ago, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Orville Brown is injured in an automobile accident and is forced into retirement and forfeits the belt to Luthez, who was Brown's next challenger before the accident. 31 years ago at Budokan Hall in Tokyo, Japan, Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Pegasus Kid, who was a masked Chris Benoit, uh, to win the I.W.G.P. Junior Heavyweight Championship for the third time. 24 years ago, ago, former WWF champion Bret Hart officially signs his career away with WCW and marks the dark days of the hitman's career. He would still have some good matches um, in WCW, but unfortunately, he was just right. foreshadowed by all the garbage, other garbage that was there.
0: Exactly, and I want to save it till next year when it's 25th anniversary of the uh, screw job to go. We can dive, maybe get a panel and do a deep dive. But if you see uh, Wrestling with Shadows, whether you believe this is a work or not, the thing that held true was WCW didn't know what to do with a Bret Hart. Whether Brett knew that the screwjob was going to happen, that's up for debate. But Vince McMahon screwing Brett over like he did visually for everybody to see gave WCW a storyline to run with Bret Hart upon arrival. And they failed to do so, and it was downhill from there for Brett. And so they proved Vince McMahon right. Yep.
1: 23 years ago, WWF tapes the debut episode of the short-lived Super Astros. The main event saw El Hijo DeSento defeat Super Loco. The show lasted less than a year before being canceled in September of 99. 16 years ago, at WWE's Taboo Tuesday... Kane in the Big Show defeated Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch to win the World Tag Team Championship. Moving on, 14 years ago, WWE releases uh, Dionysio? Oh man, I don't know. Torres. Well, psychosis, for those that uh, I can't. Wow. So those guys' names, no wonder they gave them other names. Anyways, he was arrested for stealing a car with a water gun. He then proceeded to run vehicles off the road, including a pregnant lady. That's loco. That is loco. Eight years ago, Brad Armstrong is found dead in his home in Kennesaw, Georgia. He was 51. He was the second oldest of four sons of Bullet Bob Armstrong and is best known for his time in WCW in the 90s, including his short feud with Berlin. Armstrong had a run in the WWE in 2006 as a trainer and color commentator before taking on a producer role for full-time in 2009.
0: I'd say he's probably my favorite, Armstrong, uh, before... Brian decided to learn how to uh, bring out his uh, charisma. I saw Brian, uh, a.k.a. Road Dog, uh, in WCW when he was very young and just out of the Army type deal, and you wouldn't have thought anything of it, but Brad was uh, the uh, main Armstrong uh, member, and, yeah, he was probably my favorite of all of them. Now you see Scott uh, still doing uh, roughing for Mm -hmm. uh, WAE, and also, uh, you got Brian uh, working behind the scenes at NXT.
1: They were um, very talented jobbers. Unfortunately, a lot of them, that's what they became. But they were at least high class jobbers. November 2nd, 23 years ago, the WWF Hardcore Championship is introduced on Raw is War, with mankind being awarded the title. Mankind would lose the championship uh, for just four weeks later to the big boss man and would never win it back. Uh, The belt was storied to be Hulk Hogan's belt, which was destroyed by Mr. Perfect some years earlier, but it was not. um, uh, uh, Oh, I thought this was a great way to introduce a a new belt, giving it um, kind of a prestigious uh, history or previous history. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, it's too bad that wasn't the actual, I guess they didn't keep the pieces or whatever. But uh,
0: Yeah, it definitely looked like it could have been that belt that uh, Mr. Perfect destroyed and we talked about uh, just a couple minutes ago. But, nope, contrary to proper relief, it was not. Just maybe scrap pieces from uh, the producer beforehand.
1: 22 years ago at a SmackDown
0: taping, Mankind announced no
1: defeat the Hollies. Hardcore, Holly, and Crash to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. This was the ninth time the titles would change hands in three months. Hot potato. Lots of hot potato. in. 21 years ago, WWF issues a statement that they have settled their wrongful death suit uh, with the Hart family. The Hart family would receive $18 and Martha Hart no longer considered herself part of the Hart family anymore and wanted people to know that Owen was the black sheep of the family. 17 years ago at SmackDown taping, during a million-dollar Tough Enough competition, two of the contestants took on Kurt Angle in a shoot-style wrestling match after quickly disposing of uh, Chris Noraki. uh, who I believe became Nowinski, yes? Yes. Awesome. Daniel Pewter uh, volunteered. Pewter put Engel angle and a key law, uh, uh sorry, a key lock. Yeah, I guess so. And was in danger of submitting Engel uh, when the referee fast counted Pewter's shoulders down, though one of them appeared to be up. Pewter would win that year's tough enough, uh, besting Mike Mizian, Mizian uh, in the final to win the competition and the contract. Of course, not much would happen with his career, and he'd be out of the WWE. uh, And as far as I'm concerned, he was scum for trying what he tried uh, on national TV. That's just not... If it's legitimate wrestling matches, fine, but it it wasn't. And again, the, the... when you purposely blur the line between real and not, and not let the other guy know you're doing it, that.
0: Yeah. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, respect, into, I don't respect that at all. He pretty much went into business for himself to create a name. Uh, Cause he was already from the MMA world and wanted to prove himself that way. Uh, but yeah, bad uh, call there. And people might wonder, a million dollars uh, he won and released that uh, quickly, but apparently those uh, tough enough uh, deals were four million dollars. But it was I think at two hundred fifty thousand a year for four years, and if you got released, oops, sorry, you didn't get your million dollars uh, in that regards. And um, to know that seventeen years ago, the Miz was a contender on during that season of uh, Tough Enough that they did as a segment of uh, SmackDown. And to know that he's still around today as a two-time Grand Slam winner. And unfortunately, this this past uh, week, on Monday, he got eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. So he should be back on TV soon uh, for uh, Raw. Plus, he also has uh, a third season of uh, Miz and Misses coming up a guy who got kicked out of locker rooms by JBL and had to uh, dress in the middle of the hallway. He's come a long way in 17 years. Yep. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's
1: entertaining the watch. That's for sure. All right. We're going to talk about Mula. 13 years ago. uh, Mula, whose real name is Mary Lillian Allison, uh, died of a heart attack. Uh, She was 84 born July, 20, uh, 22nd, uh, 19, uh, 23 in Tokido, South Carolina. Uh, she lost her mother at the age of eight. Uh, she would be introduced to wrestling around this time as her father began to take her to local wrestling matches. She would marry a 21 year old man at the, at just the age of 14. The couple had a daughter together, but would divorce just a year later. Uh, she left her daughter with a friend and Allison set out on a wrestling career. Uh, she'd uh, break into the wrestling business under famed women's wrestling promoter Billy Wolf in 1940. Uh, she served as the valet for Buddy Rogers and Elephant Boy. The next year, Mula defeated Judy Grable in a 13-woman battle royal to win the vacated World Women's Championship, which shared the same lineage with the NWA World Women's Championship. Though Mula was not recognized as the NWA champ, uh officially until 1964 due to Billy Wolf being a douchebag. And there's a lot of backstory with uh, um, him being a douchebag if you've been following the show. If not, Google him. Uh, followed the, following the bout, uh, Vince McMahon Sr. gave her a new ring name, the Fabulous Moolah. Moolah would hold on to the championship for the next 10 years, uh, defeating top contenders including Judy Grable and... Uh, Donna Christinelli Nello, and befriending some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood, including Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis. On uh, July 1st,
0: 1972,
1: Mula became the first woman to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. In fact, she had a hand in overturning the ban on women's wrestling in New York, even taking down football player Rosie uh, Greer on the Mike Douglas show. Uh, Moolah would uh, uh, buy the legal rights to the NWA World's Women's Championship, and she would sell the rights to Vince McMahon Jr. in 1983, and agreed to appear exclusively for the WWF, making the, her the first WWF Women's Champion. Moolah would be a key figure in the rock and Wrestling Connection, getting caught in the feud with singer Cyndi Lauper and manager Captain Lou Albano. And, of course, the rest is history. She lived with longtime friend Mae Young from 1991 to her death in 2007.
0: Yeah, uh, we discussed uh, stuff about Moolah before, um, how Vince uh, made sure she had basically a match in every decade uh, as possible, and then, uh, she actually was one of the, uh, involved in the first WDF screw job, uh, involving, uh, the spider lady and, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, a whole bunch of stuff going on there. And of course there's the dark side of uh, stuff that dark side of the ring, uh, took it, uh, and made a story of where she basically was, uh, overseeing the women in, uh, Wrestling and somewhat of a madam in uh, some regards, uh, in ring and out of ring for these uh, ladies.
1: You know, I, with the right uh, writer, uh, that would be one hell of a good movie. It's a happy 71st birthday to perhaps the world's most well-known uh, ring announcer, Michael Buffer. Buffer would earn over half a a billion dollars for his trademarked Let's Get Ready to Rumble and has survived a bout with throat cancer. And uh, you know, back uh, in the WCW days that uh, WCW was just throwing money around when they were getting him not only for pay-per-views, but a lot of times for nitros. And the guy cost like, it was like a minimum of $10,000 for him to... Do using
0: that. him on Nitro kind of made it less special. I, I thought it was special when he was only doing the main event of a pay-per-view, uh, but I guess they need to get it their money's worth and started using him more on Nitro. He has a brother named uh, Bruce Buffer, who's uh, a ring announcer as well, and I've been looking at both Buffer uh, brothers' uh, styles for uh, possibly inspiration for what i'll potentially end up doing uh on the in ontario indie scene uh starting with hammerlock uh next year uh doing ring announcing so definitely some uh people to uh look at for inspiration
1: oh yes there's a lot of different announcers out there and of course not just in uh wrestling and boxing but uh in other sports as well and uh even uh, announcers for game shows and all that stuff everyone's got a little bit of style like i'd I like to see more people do the um the really skinny mic that um of course bob barker had i thought that that would be fit well into the wrestling world All right, we're moving on now to November 3rd, 101 years ago. Evan the Strangler Lewis died following a two-year battle with cancer in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. He was 59. 24 years ago on Nitro Perry Saturn in his WCW television in-ring debut defeated Disco Inferno to win the WCW World Television Championship. 23 years ago, Jesse the Body Ventura, running as an independent candidate, is elected the 38th governor of Minnesota in one of the greatest uh, political upsets in American history, leading Ventura to rightly say in the speech, we shocked the world.
0: I don't uh, know about I the whole that's... world,
1: but I'd say shocked part of America.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, this first time, I think one of the first times a celebrity actually got into uh, politics, Uh, and won, then you would end up seeing people like Sonny Bono and uh, Clint Eastwood and all those others uh, follow suit after Ventura did. And I'm kind of surprised in a way that somebody like Donald Trump ended up becoming president of the United States before somebody like Jesse uh, the body of Ventura even ran. Like Jesse didn't even run, and Trump did. Had Jesse done so, maybe we would have seen President Ventura before somebody like maybe uh, President Bush or Obama, it's possible,
1: definitely, but um, and unfortunately, my memory doesn't like to absorb everything. Uh, I've heard why Ventura hasn't run, and it it has to do with like he doesn't want to jump through all those hoops. It sounded like type thing. Uh, oh, not surprising. Yeah. But uh, he's definitely a uh, very smart man. Uh, So 13 years ago on Raw from Tampa, Florida, Chris Jericho defeated Batista in a steel cage match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Seven years ago, Rusev won the WWE US title from Sheamus in a network exclusive match following the normal broadcast of Raw. And it's a happy 34th birthday for Arian Nicole Andrew, a.k.a. Cameron. And another birthday, it's the 51st birthday to Charmel Sullivan Huffman. Uh, Charmel would win Miss um, Black America Pageant in 1991, danced professionally and toured with hip-hop and R&B artists including James Brown for about three years. In December of 98, she would join WCW as Nitro Girl Storm and then renamed Paisley and paired with the artist. uh, Met Booker T. She got signed with the WWE in 2001. Uh, She got her training uh, to be a regular wrestler, but would end up joining King Booker at ringside in WWE as Queen Charmel.
0: All hail King Booker! (laughs)
1: She was, I, I definitely, she was one of uh, the, the the better queens they've had, that's for sure. November 4th, our final day on this journey. Uh, 39 years ago in Norfolk, Virginia, Greg Valentine defeated Wahoo McDaniel to win the NWA United States Championship. And 33 years ago, They Live is released in theaters. Uh, the movie directed by John Carpenter is Rowdy, Ride. Uh, Roddy Piper's first starring role in a feature film and of course it would uh, become a, a cult classic and be well known for um, the um, all out of uh, uh, bubble gum and no yeah I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and all out of bubblegum, and of course the fight that is one of the longest fights at least at the time for cinema and has been um I don't want to say copied, uh, more of a tribute has been done before. Uh, I know South Park did a uh, scene for scene fight, but of course it was two crippled people fighting. It, it, it is uh, tacky, but it's definitely humorous.
0: because I actually, actually used the, uh, I, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum line on my final exam in my firearms class. Uh, at Seneca College, when I uh, was uh, finishing up with my exams in '98, uh, I took that go bus uh, from my house to uh, the main campus where our uh, firing range was, and he had 50 bullets to shoot off. And I walked into my exam and gave that line to my uh, teacher, and he's just like, "Awesome!" and was ready to go. And I did kick ass, had no bubble gum, and I ended up passing the course. Well, if you said
1: that line and you had bubblegum, she'd probably fail you. 24 years ago... Ooh, crickets. I heard crickets. 24 years ago, on a Raw taping from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dwayne Johnson makes his WWF debut as third-generation wrestler Rocky Maivia. This episode would premiere two weeks later. This episode also included the Pillman's Got a Gun, Uh, The craziness of these segments of Austin trying to get into Brian Pillman's home ushered in the adult storylines that WWF fans had never really seen before. And, uh, wow, you know, I feel old because those seem like yesterday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember those really well. And the WWE Network is celebrating 25 years of uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, because uh, he debuted at, uh, or on TV, he debuted at uh, Survivor Series of 96, and uh, wearing this lovely, uh, I'm going to assume maybe somewhat of a tribute to his Samoan heritage, and then he has this little poofy curl up top that was uh, Wow, quite the image compared to what we see Dwayne Johnson all tattooed up and uh, very lean today looking. I'm wondering if this was a costume or attire, ring attire, uh, symbolizing his Samoan heritage. Let's be thankful that the bloodline is not doing that today. In, on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and the Usos, and they're only going with the lays instead of this whole collar and streamer gimmick.
1: Yeah, I just seen the the. the <laughs> it's almost like a, a an animal collar if you reversed it the other way. Um, uh, it 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 almost looks like it was like someone like crafted it, really. Like, in a hurry. <laughs>
0: yeah. And before this, he was actually wrestling in USWA as Flex Cavana.
1: And our last little story for the day is 18 years ago on Raw, Dave Batista made his Raw debut with an 85-second victory over Justin Credible. And that is... This Week in Wrestling History, which is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, cageitezeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And of course, as always, a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, coolbet.com, and sports book betting in casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. And I'd also like to thank the Johnners listeners and the Johnners Network for um, being a part of that.
0: Yeah, we are available uh, all over the place. Uh, thanks to the Johnners uh, Podcasting Network. We are over in the UK and everywhere that the reach is there. There's even an app for the Johnners Podcasting Network. Over 40 different channels available. 40 different styles of podcasts going on from interviews, stuff like we're doing with history, news, you name it. It's available over at the Johnners Podcasting Network and be sure to download the app available on uh, your favorite uh, platform, whether it's uh, Google or uh, Google Play or um, Apple. So go check that out. And just said thank you to uh, Coolbet for being part of that. Thank you for watching us on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, catching us uh, whether you're on your car, in your car or on a walk on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. We're all over the place. Be sure to contact us, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. Tell us what you would like to see some of the format changes uh, going on, Uh, looking at deeper dives into actual pay-per-views where we'll uh, break it down. We're looking at – deeper dives into the careers of some of these uh, talents that we're saying happy birthday to. So there's all that. Plus, as I said, we've got the WWE magazine, and we're going to go back in time and see what was coming up uh, that month. So those are some of the ideas. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll uh, see what we can do about incorporating it into this week in history as we go deeper now that we've gone almost the full 52 weeks of the year. So on that note, I want to thank you guys uh, for being here, and we are done. Have a great uh, rest of your Thursday and week. Ciao.